1: our crossover edition with Locked On Colorado Avalanche. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cordasco. Chris Golick has the week off. And now our visit with Locked On Avs, Chris Maselli, and Kyle Sullivan. All right, everybody. Another crossover episode coming at you
2: today uh, as we get prepared for the new season. And today, the team I love to hate, the Vegas Golden Knights host Tony Cordasco is here another crossover a lot to talk about with this team when is there not it's like soap opera that just keeps on giving i absolutely love it and tony's great because he's fair when he talks about vegas so let's get to this one this is going to be fun
1: Your locked on avalanche
0: your daily podcast on the colorado avalanche part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
2: Sands through the hourglass, so are the days of the Vegas Golden Knights. It's like uh, just one of the best storylines in uh, hockey. They just—it's—it's it's the team that just keeps on giving content. So in that regard, I'm jealous of you, Tony, because there's always something to talk about with Vegas. So I, I got a—we uh, did one crossover a while ago. Time to do another one because I—I I, just—it's—it's it's like a love-hate relationship that I have with this team. Uh, And I'll explain it because I I did the Thursday NHL show with Adam Denker, and something came to me like, why do I dislike this team so much? And I think I figured it out. And we'll talk about that in a second. But first thing first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. You can follow our show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, avalanche at gmail.com. And you can follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. You can subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Tony, why don't you throw out where team, uh, players and fans alike can uh, follow the Vegas Golden Knights? Podcast.
1: Okay, we do have, yeah, we do have a, a YouTube channel now, thanks to yeah. Chris Golick, my co host. Uh, and uh, it is VGK. I'm going to start an Instagram account so I could get more slander thrown at me. And then we're on Twitter <laughs> at Tony Dasco and at TD Christie and also at Lockdown VGK. And follow Tony's
2: personal Twitter page that I just threw out there because you're you're real, man. Like, that's what I like yeah. about you. Like, you cover this team and you are not afraid to throw them under the bus when they do something wrong. Uh, and if they do something right, you give them credit. You give them praise but you are not the fan that just backs everything that this team does you're very very honest and that's why I Appreciate uh, that. you're like one of my favorite people over at Lockdown because you're just not uh, the fan that just loves absolutely everything they do and they can
1: do no wrong and, and I also it, I like I liked being on your spaces guys and I was just about to say yeah Were he you going was, to say uh, that?
0: He was about he was a I was just about to say that you were a guest a couple of times in the playoffs. Uh you would pop in there and you had nothing but nice things to
1: say. So it was an honor having you. Great yeah. run. Super run good. for the Avalanche, man. Yeah, it was good.
2: It was repeat. Good. so
1: yeah, it's gonna be a repeat. We'll I, get to that. I'll
2: I'll leave that to you. I'm I my <laughs> lips are sealed. Um, yeah, I was just doing the, the Thursday edition of locked on NHL with Adam Denker from locked on lightning. And and we were talking about storylines heading into the season and Vegas came up and just how, you know, what, what to expect from them this year with a full year of Jack Eichel and things like that. And, and he know, you know, everybody that knows me, knows I'm just not a fan of how this team does business. And then it hit me. It's like, that's, I've never had a team like when you dislike a team, Uh, you dislike uh, players on the team or you dislike uh, a fan base or something like that. I've never disliked the team because of the front office. (laughs) And that, and that's, that's what it is. Like I was thinking about it. I'm like, I really don't, there's nobody on the team that I'm just like, I can't stand that guy. It's your typical like, oh, because they're so good. You don't like them, you know, like Mark stone or something like that. But, I just how this team operates, of just this like arrogance almost, uh, just rubs me the wrong way. And I know, like, there's probably some Vegas fans that are just like, hey, deal with it. And I get that. Like, maybe if it was my team, maybe I'd feel differently about it. But how do you feel about how this team just has like this, I guess it's kind of like a no nonsense
1: type of way? And it's just like, we'll make decisions now and figure it out later. Exactly. And we've talked about before at length about, the salary cap and how they have no regard for the salary cap. And they'll just, again, continue to, to sign players, manipulate the salary cap. They thought they were smarter than everyone else in the league last season. And it backfired. Let's Mm -hmm. put all these guys, stack them up on the LTIR. And then once we make the playoffs, well, they never made the playoffs. Then they were going to release all these players and they were going to go on this historic run. But I have the same issues with VGK. Uh, nothing against the players; it's mostly against the front office. And I really do believe that with Kelly McCrimmon, if this team gets out to a slow start by December, I mean, he might be curtains. It might be do- he might be done here because really? the fans. Well, he, the fans are just getting tired of him. I mean, how could you trust a guy whose eyebrows don't move? I mean, like <laughs> they must be glued on. There's something going on with those eyebrows. I mean, and 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 I just don't trust him. And so yeah. I'll, I'll bring up one case here. Uh, we have Nick Hague, who is a restricted free agent with the VGK. And so Nick Hague, uh, back in July, you know, they gave him an offer sheet. We don't know what it is. That's the one thing I don't like about the National Hockey League. Why so secretive? Let us know what it is. He couldn't go to arbitration because of the category RFA that he is. And so uh, they, we come to find out there's no news about Nick Hague. And uh, my broadcast partner on Lockdown VGK, Chris Golick, all along has said something's fishy about this, you know. And to his credit, he also said it could be a sign-and-trade coming up. And then they just kept signing more players. And Nick Waugh comes in at $3 million. Then they go out and they sign Phil Kessel for over a $1 million. And now there's no money left to sign <laughs> Nick Haig. But oh, all man. along, Kelly McCrimmon is telling the fans and the media this is a priority to sign Nicholas Haig. And so Haig was working out with the team earlier this week, some of his teammates. And then he just took off once camp started on Thursday. And then Kelly McCrimmon comes back and doubles down. It's still a priority to sign Nick Haig. When we know there's been no discussions, according to media reports and according to Nick Haig's agent, Uh, Mm. there's been no discussions, uh, no dialogue between the two sides since July. And so, wow. like, I mean, how much longer could that garbage go on?
2: Wow. So, I mean, it's basically like he's just telling the fans what they want to hear. They're, they're wanting to hear it, it's a priority. Uh, but if it was a priority, like, at this stage in the game,
0: that, that's got to be done. That's yeah. crazy. And, and, like, to piggyback off your point right there, Chris and Tony, like, looking, like, if you're pulling up your roster right now, um, it's massive there's <laughs> no way this team could be put together we talk about teams up against the cap and they have to do this they have to do that that you have to get rid of at least 20 percent of what nhl.com <laughs> has listed and <laughs> right? and you were talking about it could be curtains by december i could see from a fan's perspective that has to be extremely annoying you have i think seven goalies listed on roster I mean, 150 defensemen and 991 forwards. Like, how do you – how do fans of Vegas seeing this team slide backwards and then seeing roster construction like this? We all like to point our fingers at how Arizona's run and they're playing out of a tiny little barn and ha, 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 this is all funny. But Gary Bettman established this franchise, gave them the keys to the league – The shiniest jerseys, the most extravagant game day atmosphere. And then to see it run like this, how much, like,
1: how do fans get excited for this upcoming
0: season knowing that it's going to be a dumpster fire?
1: Well, let's go back a couple of years ago when they only suited up against your Colorado Avalanche 15 players in a game where the President's Cup was on the line. And then, you know, Pete DeBoer. Yes, he had over 500 man games lost due to injuries. We get all of that. But when push came to late in the season, they're playing minus one guy. And players like Jack Eichel have got to double shift. And it was just a disaster because they don't know how to manage the salary cap. And so now there's a new coach in town. Uh, so we've got Bruce Cassidy. And you know what? To answer your question, though, Shaggy, like to be honest with you, I think the fans – they're split down the middle. Like some of them are really fed up with all this nonsense and some of them are still like drinking the Kool-Aid, but yep. the the real wow. ones are starting to understand uh, that this is not going to make sense. Uh, Pete DeBoer was the fall guy, although his system was so antiquated that by the middle part of the season, everyone caught up to what he was trying to do. You funnel this team outside. They could have 40 shots on that. They're all coming from the perimeter. Nothing really high danger zone. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he had to go. I get it. Bruce Cassidy trying to bring grit to this roster where I don't know where there's any grit (laughs) here. I'm trying to figure out is, is William Carlson going to start checking people (laughs) over the boards? Where's the grit on this team? You know, and then uh, the lines. So the lines, the first day, pretty interesting. Uh, The top line had Eichel centering Riley Smith and Phil Kessel. Now, To me, okay, and they acted like this might be the norm. Uh, We'll see on Sunday, you know, against Colorado. Uh, So what happens here? Like, uh, Phil Kessel is, I I, I can't skate at all, and I'm probably still faster. And, and, you know, Eichel is the fastest skater on the team. Um, I could see Riley Smith perhaps fitting in with him. But Kessel, I just don't understand that. And then, you know, Mark Stone was out there. That's good because he had the back surgery over the summer. Mm -hmm. And we'll see, you know, if he could come back on Friday, how he's going to be playing, if he's recovering well, whatever. But they had Stevenson centering Stone and So And so they broke up the misfit line with William Carlson. Finally, once and for all. I mean, 43 Mm -hmm. goals his first season and nothing since. He scored 43 since, Uh, you know, and they signed him to a long-term contract. But in any event, wow! I'm just curious to see you know all these pieces. I saw that NHL.com; uh, they have their top 16 teams. K is not even mentioned. Now, is uh, this going to be a team that could sneak up on other teams? I don't know. I still have them finishing either third or fourth in the Pacific Division, and I think they're going to get out to a slow start. I really feel that way.
2: Do you think the way that they they do business is turning off uh, you know free agents? I know, I know it's tough goings right now to. To sign any free agents for them because it's it, they're just in a, a cap disaster. I mean, they're keeping the people at cap uh, friendly active in, in how they you know run their page over there. Um, I mean, they're, they're looking at negative is that
1: right? Negative 10 million in projected cap space right now. Like, they're still, <laughs> well, they I have mean, to put yeah, they still have to make sure that they put the salaries of Robin Leonard on LTIR, right? right Nolan right. Patrick with his million dollar salary. Someone still has him as a third-line wingman, and he's not so, playing this season. It was officially yeah. announced by Kelly okay. Kremen. So they still have worse to do there. Eyebrows. But, yeah, and then Shea Weber. Shea Weber, like some dead weight. We just, Weber, let's okay. pick him up, throw him on LTIR. All right.
2: So do, do you think maybe – you have any dead players forward? on LTIR <laughs> there in Colorado? <laughs> like, um, it, it, Could it be a problem? Could people look at Vegas and, and like – I don't want to go there because look, I mean, loyalty in sports is like, you don't get that. That doesn't really get thrown around that much anymore with free agents, just hopping around all over the place. But it just seems like Vegas just is taking it to another level <laughs> and you are expendable. You, you're like the new England Patriots of hockey. It was just like, we'll find someone else to replace you for a number of reasons for them. It's usually right now it's salary cap reasons. So, I mean, is it, is it a, a problem going forward of, uh, we might not be able to rein in some free agents because they don't know if they're going to be
1: here for a year and then gone for some reason. And they didn't like the way they were treated, you know, while they were here. We'll take the case of Max Pacioretty, um, who was gone in the off offseason, uh, trade for future considerations. That's the other thing they're getting sick and crazy. tired of here. They make That's these crazy. trades for nothing. OK, let's OK, we'll make the trade for a ghost like they, they make trades for no one.
2: You have to, and, and you then can't you can't know, bring anything in,
1: of course. But you can finagle some things, and you know, you, if you are well, smart with your cap yeah. and getting yeah. rid of some of the dead weight and all of that, yeah. And you know, they do have a lot of assets. They have a lot of draft picks, and they do have, you know, pretty good roster in uh, in AHL in Henderson. And, and to me, it's just um, it's going to catch up with them. And already said there was no accountability on this team, no mm-hmm. accountability, and he said that you know. You'd lose, and people would still be like high fiving you here. <laughs> oh. I think, I think you know what, maybe the new car smells finally wearing off though. And it was Good a point. bit of a reality check. And Mark Stone, you know, said in the off season he went back to Canada and he said everywhere he went, people were telling him, Your team sucks. And so <laughs> wow. now he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Sure, I don't know how it's going to play out, but I'll tell you what, we never had this past summer we did not have to reach for content once because every (laughs) day they were just feeding us content.
2: Wow. Wow. I didn't have to make stuff Uh, up for once.
1: First (laughs) summer I didn't have to do that, you know?
2: Ah man. All right. Uh, some more to get to, but we got to get to bet online first. So, uh, we got betonline.net. That is your number one source for football betting, for this season, find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. Uh, how are people handling that last loss uh, for the Raiders over there, Tony? Is is that have people gotten over that yet or no? No, no,
1: no, no. We're not talking about it. We're hockey podcast. we're not talking about it. No, there's a great meme. It you know, we've had the drought. Lake Mead is down to nothing. They're finding all these dead bodies out there, and they said it's getting filled back up. By the Raiders the fans' tears. tears. Oh boy.
0: I'm sure Kyler Murray is still
1: running.
2: Or all <laughs> that champagne that was getting popped uh, in the stands that day. It's getting filled up oh. with that, too. Oh man, what a disaster that was. Uh, and, and us Broncos fans with Josh McDaniels, we, we don't feel bad about that. Uh, as always, bet online remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball. MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. That's betonline.net. It's where the game starts. All right, sir. Um, yeah, new coach we mentioned briefly um, bringing in uh, Bruce Cassidy from the Boston Bruins. I mean, that right there was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, because I remember them saying things that they were not going to go for a, a big hire or a flashy name or something like that. Um, you know, in true Vegas fashion, it's kind of what they did. Uh, Not a bad eye. I mean, he's a a really good coach. So, I mean, do you feel like he can get the best out of of what this team has to offer?
1: I mean, the fans are hoping so. The one thing that he will have is a better structure, I believe. And he does want to create some sort of a a gritty team. And he does want your defensemen to be attacking. Uh, And I just, I think, you know, we saw in the, the rookie games that they played in the uh, the rookie faceoff in San Jose this past weekend, where they were doing a better job, and it's probably part of Bruce Cassidy's system early on, early stages with the rookies, where they are clogging up the neutral zone a little bit more. So they might we might see some improvement there. Uh, is it going to take a while for these players to mesh? Absolutely. Yeah. I do feel bad for Jack Eichel because I think he, I think he could have a breakout year, and I don't know if he's going to do it on a Phil Kessel line to be quite honest with you. I'm just being frank. But I just think that uh, Kessel, I thought by far, you know, because I went to a few games down the stretch last year, including the game where uh, Jack Eichel broke his hand, blocking a shot against the Florida Panthers. And I tell you what, he's just, to watch him live to me was was something else. It really was an eye-opener because he kind of glides down the ice, beats everyone down the ice. He was making passes, but no one could handle him. (laughs) other than hmm. Max Pacioretty. So I don't know who's going to to mesh with him, who's going to gel. And if Kessel is on that top line, maybe they're going to have Kessel because he's a good assist guy uh, setting up, you know, uh, Jack Eichel in the slot. Uh, they, they didn't get into the slot area last year. And I think that's going to be something that they have to improve on. But I think, you know, and, and the one thing, though, like they kind of glossed over when they introduced Bruce Cassidy, right? Uh, this organization, here we go again. It's like, okay, you know, he does all these things great. And he'll bring a new structure. He's made it to the playoffs the last six seasons, and he's going to fix the power play. And then they just go, wait, wh- what? Hang on a second. Automatically, he's going to fix the VGK sick power play? So I <laughs> went back they were slightly better than VGK in Boston on the power play unit. Oh wow. And we thought that like 0 for 19 was pretty bad with VGK. They went through like a 0 for 40 ish streak oh. Jeez. on the power play. So all of a sudden, Oh yeah, that's going to be fixed. And then I read media accounts. Yeah. The power play is going to be much better this year. Says who I, they'd have <laughs> to prove it to me. Right. Right.
0: And uh, hey, b- before we flip everything, I do have one last question just as a unaffiliated, like, this has nothing to do with our team. Nolan Patrick. It's been a crazy ride to see but like he's even entertaining the thought of not playing in the league again. Um, mm, really? Yeah. I've, it's like, he's not playing this next season. Um, yeah. He's, done. And he's I think he's he, done yeah. overall. He yeah. so
1: what? What? What's going on there? So again, you know, he had the one season in Philadelphia where he had the mm-hmm. migraines and the head injury And then he just got hit in the head again, you know, this past season, a couple of times. Um, That wasn't, no, that wasn't the Nathan McKinnon hit, but, but he did, but he was, you know, injured again. It's another head injury and the next concussion could be, you know, devastating, I think for him. Now uh, I know Kelly McCrimmon was asked uh, today if, if there were any plans for him moving forward. Because you know, why retire if you can just sit on the LTIR, make over a million bucks, right? Yeah. Uh, but if there's any plans in the future for him to be an assistant coach, a scout, or something, and he said there have been some discussions about things like that. Hmm. Guys, we didn't even get into goaltending.
0: Yeah, uh, we they, talk we about were
1: gonna, goaltending, go or we're gonna wait for that.
2: No, no, no. I, well, there's two other things that I want to give me get some to signals. You. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah go yeah. ahead. It, oh, this uh, is your show. Oh man. No, no, this is both of our shows. So I, I wanted to. First, I I wanted to know if there's any like uh, prospects that we should know about in the system. Are there any that maybe could be pushing for uh, some time this year? Maybe an outside shot of of getting in uh, maybe on a fourth line or something like that or down the road. Are there any like big uh, Golden Knight prospects that are kind of like in the pipeline that are are players to look at? Yeah,
1: there's two that uh, I think are probably the favorites to move up to the next level. Uh, We have Brandon Brisson, who played at the University of Michigan. His dad is Pat Brisson, the super Mm -hmm. agent. And uh, he played at Michigan, was drafted by VGK the year before. And then he came up to the AHL level and he scored some goals and had a really good start. And they're pretty high on him as a prospect. He played well, had a couple of goals in the first game of the rookie faceoff. And then uh, today he was out there, though, in the red jersey, got a little bit dinged up. Uh, so no contact for him, but he should be back and should be better. And he's a guy that could play on the wing, and he's very talented, very athletic, and his hands are really quick. And then the second prospect that I think is going to well, let's say Nikkei can't make it, you know, back with this team, and there is no offer, and he goes away, or they do a sign and trade. Uh, Kaden Korzak, um, who's a defenseman, I think could fill in adequately on the next level, on the NHL level. He put on 14 pounds of muscle over the summer, and Ooh. he's already been a really good player. He could pass. He could. I think he's going to fit in well within a Bruce Cassidy system. Uh, I think he's going to be the first defenseman, first man up. I think for the defense. So I'd have cool. to say those two players, right. and maybe Michael yeah. Hutchinson. I'm no, just kidding. That's bad. Oh, yeah.
2: hey now, <laughs> shots fired. Uh, let, let, let's end on a positive note. The Vegas goaltending. <laughs> Uh, that's positive. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's positive. I mean,
2: it, it, that that seems that uh, could be the Achilles heel for this
1: team. What 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 what's the latest with their their goaltending situation? Before we go forward, we have to go back. Okay, so remember, Dr. Frank Saravelli was diagnosing via Twitter that Robin Leonard was hurt last season, and Leonard's disputing all of this. I'm not yeah. hurt. I'm not hurt. Look at me. Look at me. And, and then as he's doing that, he's getting more injured. And so they had to like surgically put him back together over the summer. And so he had the shoulder surgery. He had the knee surgery and not one, but two hips, both hips, two oh hip surgeries. Word. Yeah. So the right now, I think they were waiting for the first one to mend. And then they were starting on the second surgery, but they thought he could come back and they knew about the wear and tear, uh, but they thought he could still contribute this season and maybe next off season. He would take care of his his hips. In any event, this uh, word came from Leonard and the doctors and everyone else in July when all those free agents like Georgiev, everyone was off the table. And mm-hmm. so they have nothing really to go after. Man. And so, you know, Logan Thompson, Logan Thompson is good. But I've said on our show that I'm curious to see like in Major League Baseball with him going back through a lineup for a second time, you know, facing yeah. a team for a second time. How's that going to be? Um, Is he going to respond well? How's he going to be under now just more pressure, being the number one? He did a great job last season coming in, and he played well down the stretch for VGK. He'll be the number one, I believe, on opening day. Aiden Hill, they pick up from San Jose. I don't know about Aiden Hill. Again, another, oh, he's a perfect goal tonight. He got hurt last year after 25 games. Oh, he'll fit in LTIR guy, (laughs) you know. And then we've got Michael Hutchinson. And and then we have uh, Seville, this uh, goaltender down to the AHL. But I always like, you know, last year and Laurent Persois now, he's still he's not ready. He's not going to be back. Uh, We don't know when he'll be back, I should say, because Mm -hmm. he had surgery. I think it was knee surgery in the offseason. And so right now, I think I, I believe it's in a state of flux. And they're going all in on Logan Thompson. And if Thompson can't bail them out, then they're going to be in trouble. I, mm, I'm just mm. going to be honest with you. I, I think a lot of it hinges on Logan Thompson, and you know, again, Jack Eichel. When you're talking about the team overall, those two players.
2: Yeah. Mm. Wow, uh, it's it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. So, um, any anything that you have thrown towards us that you're you're wanting to know about what this Avalanche team uh, means in, in the grand scheme of things, and maybe even,
1: yeah, no, I. Yeah, I wanted to talk about, you know, the the big salary for Nathan McKinnon coming sure. in and signing the contract at 12.6 to Connor McDavid's 12.5 AAV. Yes. AAB. yes. little one-upmanship there. Yeah. <laughs> Got to love that. You know, how do you feel about these high salaries? Um, I know in doing research with the salary cap, you could sign a player up to 20% of the cap. So that would be in the 16 million range. Right. But do you put again at term he's comes so McKinnon comes off of a 7 year contract and now they sign him to an additional 8 that's 15 years is he going to last 15 years what are your thoughts on that high salary going to one player
2: uh for me i i'm if it's him i'm completely fine with it uh i don't have an issue with it and and it is interesting yeah 15 years on a guy who how he plays like he's he's a bull in a china shop you know what I mean? Like, and he's not going to slow down You know, like, as he gets into the twilight of his, maybe after, after this contract into his next contract, when he's playing, you know, uh, deep into his thirties, maybe then he has to change his style of play because he just can't, you know, the old bones can't keep doing it that way. But um, no, like I don't, I, he's he's rarely, I mean, if he's injured, he's out for maybe like a game or two. He's never a guy that misses a, a ton of time. Uh, he had his nose bent sideways against Boston last year, and I think only missed a couple games. So he 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 comes back uh, pretty quickly from from injury. So from that aspect, no, I'm not really thinking about injuries too much. But uh, as far as the dollar amount, I think once this cap goes up, uh, Kyle and I were talking about it earlier. Like how, how not, high do
1: you think it'll go? I think they're talking twenty four, twenty five when it goes up, much higher. But another twenty four
2: million another 24. I haven't heard that high I mean if that's the
1: case then no yeah, no no you're... I meant 20 no, I 24, 24 25 20, 24, oh, yes. 25
2: uh, yeah I think we're doing one more year of it's gonna go up for for 000, a million dollars and then it might yeah. go up nine to 12 million or something like that I, I've yeah, heard that's a jump they need yeah so uh next year might be a little bit tight uh but the following year I, I think his 12.6 is is gonna be no longer the highest uh pretty quickly and you're going to see a lot of players passing him uh, because this salary cap has gone up. So long term, I don't it's not a, it's not an issue for me really at all and it's a deserving player if you ask me. Yeah, and that?
1: then and then uh, the loss of uh, Nazim Kadri and Burakovsky oh. and Sturm. Uh <clears throat> what is what does that mean to this team and and who's going to take their places? Uh most importantly, Nazim Kadri.
0: When it comes to Burakovsky, we knew all we could about Burakovsky and where he would fit with his team. I think it was a mutual parting of ways. No love lost. Sturm, he served his purpose and is finding somewhere else to fit. There are enough established avalanche players on the roster and in the Eagles that could fill that spot. No problem. When it comes to filling the spot of Naz, I've said this many times before. Nas, this upcoming season, he can't replicate what he did last year. That was an inflated number, um, his best season he's ever had. And it's impossible to ask anybody on this roster to bring everything that he brought to the team. You're just asking the guys that have been around, like JT Comfer, to step up. Like, this is a step-up moment. We're not trying to mm-hmm. fill in that, that spot. We're trying to ask the established guys that have been there step up into that role and we'll make a new role. We're not trying to replace Nas. We're trying to make a new two C. Okay.
1: And then uh, at at goaltender uh, Mm. I'm a Rangers fan. And to me, Alexander Georgiev was hit and miss. Uh, What are your thoughts? And is he going to be the starting goaltender?
2: Uh, Whenever anybody asks us about this, like Kyle and I are split. Uh, he, he, he liked the move. Uh, I was a little timid on it. And, and for me, it's, uh, yeah, you keep hearing he has all this potential and he, it just was never realized in New York, thanks to, you know, Shesterkin. Um, so could the abs catch lightning in a bottle with him and, and look like geniuses? Sure. Uh, could it fall flat on their face? And, and he, you know, is just not what, uh, or he is what he was in New York, which was very hot and cold. You know, let's be real about it. And That's they want to, yeah. yeah, they, they, they want to hang it on while he just wasn't, he didn't play all that much. And if you give him the, the starting role, he plays game after game, he'll settle into that. Okay, fine. And I'm willing to give him that opportunity. Um, I just need to see it. But Kyle, he, he, he's full into it. Are you not like you're in? Yeah. It. I'm, like,
0: and honestly, if, if Chris is right when it comes to Yorgiev, or however it plays out, you still have Francois there, and I feel like yeah. that's who's going to end up with this number one, whatever title you want to put, starting goalie, one A, I don't, whatever nomenclature you want to put on it. I feel like it's going to be his job when it's all said and done. Yorgiev, it's it's a little competition. It's making it fun, and I've said this a million times. We made Darcy Kemper legitimate, uh, uh, Philip Grubauer legitimate. And you could do the same with your gift with that defensive core in front of you. And you get to compete for a starting job in right. a returning Stanley Cup champion. Who doesn't want that as a kid growing up as a goalie? That's the position you want. Gives them a little competition back there to be on your A game night in, night out. Because if you're not, you are relegated to 1B. You're not losing your spot on the team, but you're 1B. And we could play with the roles. And it's a great problem to have, especially hearing how everything is in Vegas. We have two quality
1: goaltenders that you could play around with. I mean, that's a that's a gift. That's a blessing Mm. for sure. And, you know, I I, there's a couple of players that I thought would have fit in well at value uh, contracts for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, One, you just got on a PTO, Sonny Milano. And then Evan, Evan Rodriguez. I think those two could be steals for your organization. Well,
2: we didn't get Milano. We we went to Calgary. Yes. Oh, you went to Calgary. Sorry, we, why
1: did I say that? Yeah. We got if, if we
0: got Milano, you'd see me dancing around. I yeah, I yeah. Because yeah. it bad. happened. My no, no. It, it, But
1: was there happened. anyone else you got? Dirt there, Okay, so Evan Rodriguez. Uh, Galchenya.
2: Galchenya. We got Galchenya. Yeah. Okay. That's bail what me was. out here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, and and those things happen like.
1: And I just yeah, don't focus. Sometimes sorry we
2: were wanting Milano. Yeah, I'm on the wrong
1: podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh no but the galchenyuk one it's it it's uh it, why not you know let's throw something at the wall see if it sticks it's it's worked for them pretty well in the past before with uh with uh, whom i think the uh, and jack johnson um they seem to have some luck here so let's try it again and if it doesn't work oh okay it's you know we still have guys that we're going to be in that spot anyway, um, but if it does work and you know guys can get up for playing for a Stanley Cup defending champion team, they'll just benefit from that. So um, yeah, I think I think the Galchenik one is why not, and the Evan Rodriguez one is something that they had to
1: do. They they I just they, they needed good. to. They had hey, he to. fills a need, and I think he's going to be one of those guys. And I'm concerned as much as you guys are at these players that have career seasons. You know, like a mm-hmm. Nick Wah from last year. Chandler Stevenson, I really like, but can he replicate a season he had from a year ago? No, I don't mm. think so. I, I, I'm with you on that one as well. And mm. then uh, what about your prospect? Uh, is it that Myers kid? Mm. Yeah, everybody's kind of big on him right now because he's he's the new
2: toy kind of thing. Like, they got a little bit of a taste from him last year, five games at the end of the year. Um, so people are really looking to see what he can do. Um Oscar Elousson is another one. He's their first round pick from a couple years ago. Um, he, he he needs to put on some meat on his bones. I mean, he could use that 14 pounds of muscle. Uh, whoever you were talking about, on, on Caden Gordy, yeah. yeah um, but he's got a shot. That's just NHL ready now. He's a good one. Um, who's some other ones out there? Foodie. Oh, Jean Luc Foodie is and
0: Ranta. But these are names that you're not going to hear because the Avalanche have this wonderful problem of a talented roster. We have a crockpot of prospects just getting warm and bubbling up in Loveland for the Eagles. We don't need the prospects yet, so we're just letting them simmer, letting them season. And Next year, when some contracts come up that we have to make some decisions about, we're not so tied to these contracts because our prospects have been working in the system and getting a feel for how the speed of the game is and we can easily bring them up and call them up next year. So these names that we're telling you now, you might not see them this year. Next year, when there's, they're, they're yeah. going to make an impact.
2: Yeah, yeah. And 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 Martin Cowt is another one that's yeah he's been around for a while. One of those guys that that just hasn't been able to make that jump. Um, and he even said today at at training camp that he he flat out said he's like I think this is my last chance here um and sometimes that lights a fire under people so uh big guy he he just for some reason like i think he'd be great on a, on a fourth line he's only played uh, like eight total games with them um and he's been with the the team for god what six years at least i mean you gotta it, be it, it's Five been a while just hasn't been able to do it is this year that he finally can like crack uh the
1: the team and, and stay up there that remains to be seen so we'll we'll find out so when I was a kid, you know, Muhammad Ali once fought like five guys in an exhibition in one day, and he just beat the crap out of all five of them. So are the Avalanche that good that they get to play two preseason games in one day on Sunday? Are you guys was, playing two games? Yeah, we are. They're probably doing a slither. split squad. Is, is one of the – okay, it, I want to know it, this. Well, one, Will one of those teams, one of those split squad teams go to Bradenton? What's going on here? We
0: got uh, one of those split squads are going to be heavy prospects. So yeah. if you want to hear some of those names that uh, if you want to see some of those names we're talking about, I believe that's those the wild are going game. To, I believe they're going to Minnesota and I believe the, the Vegas game will be the established. That'd yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's they're
2: they're really just playing holograms. They are playing twice <laughs> in the same day. Yeah, I was and, like, and, and how could going, that be? they're going to have yep. uh, holograms going up against Vegas and uh, it'll be like high school teams
1: Colorado Avalanche yeah.
0: East and West. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, do do you see do you see perhaps, you know, that Colorado does want to establish some sort of an edge. Uh this has been it's been a rivalry of sorts, right? Uh yeah. by loading man. up and having your main squad there, obviously. It I think it's on TV back here in Vegas too, so I don't think that, you know, the worst part of that stinking rookie faceoff, okay? Let's get to yeah. that. Okay, okay. Oh. and there's Brendan Versani scores a goal. And I see on social media these wannabe like media folks here in Vegas. Oh, what a great goal. Look at that move. And, okay, they had those robotic cameras, and you never Whoa. saw the goal. All you see, I'm like, oh yeah, I could see what they're doing at center ice. I can't see somebody <laughs> scoring. What are you guys I talking about? Anyway, I know. so yeah. back to where we were. Where, where were we? <laughs>
2: Uh, you were asking about prospects, and we were kind prospects, of yes. moving on from that. But uh, I, I kind of want to know, like, what, what what do we think? Uh, you know, th- these the finality of this. You know, for the Avalanche, we're I we're we're dead set on on winning another one. Um, you you alluded to it earlier. Vegas, uh, in the end, do they do they wrap up a a at least a playoff spot this year? Like, what I mean, if you want to go predictions early, that we're not going to hold you to. Um, no, hold me to it. Yeah, I will. I I
1: know you guys will definitely hold me to it anyway. So <laughs> do, okay. do you think do you think there's they no get disclaimer it. here? Yeah. OK, will they make OK? Will they make it into the I think it's going to be like one of those last week of the season, uh, barely like sneak in type of a season okay. for VGK. I just I'm just curious to see uh, there's so many unknowns. I'm just curious to see how this team starts off. And hmm. that, to me, will be a telltale sign if they're going to have, you know, this ability to stay in the hunt for the, the entire season. I mean, I have three teams currently rated ahead of them in the Pacific. Calgary, yep. which I call Calgary still, and I'm not okay. Canadian. And then Edmonton, Edmonton. and L.A., uh, the L.A. Kings, LA I think, been, could maybe really? you know, make the move, too. And it's going to be it might be between the Kings and VGK uh, for that very last you know playoff spot and you know calgary with that uh that giant killer Sonny milano now you gotta yeah. you gotta be aware aware of calgary now <laughs>
2: who's their opening game against yeah you know?
1: <laughs> is it the kings i'm trying to think i'm so lost sorry man i think it's the kings
2: is it okay
1: yeah right. i think they I'm open on the up. road and then they come back home i'm looking it up right now thanks man uh, yeah you guys better- you got I got four seasons going on. I'm doing Raider stuff. I got all sorts of things. We're getting ready for hoops, all sorts of stuff happening here.
2: October's crazy. October, like everything is. uh, And October uh, in Vegas is
1: pretty crazy, you know, because I have an event company. And so now this is like the best time of year to have events in Vegas. So it's good. It's all good, though. People are calling again and it's great. And I'm on podcast as a guest. So, I, and while Chris is looking up that opening game,
0: yeah, I, I it's, you get That's the Kings right. over the Ducks in the Pacific. Just yeah, from really yeah,
1: from everything okay. from everything I've heard, you know, well the addition of Fayala, I think is is going to be big for the Kings. Mm. I think they're pretty close, and they have a lot of great you know young talent. I think on that team, um, the Ducks from everything I've gathered, uh, just through the pipeline, is that they're trying to build this for next year. So oh, okay. they still feel like they're one season away before they can have that breakout where they have the right mix of prospects and, you know, the the talent that they're developing. And they're doing a great job. Could, you know, could be a surprise. Seattle, who knows what happens with them? They're a wild card of sorts. Um, Vancouver, like, I mean, this is <laughs> this yeah, division, you know, every every point is really I hate to sound cliche, but every point really, truly will matter this season in yeah. the Pacific division. And I wouldn't be surprised if if the Golden Knights finish first or second or if they're in fifth or sixth. They I wouldn't mm. be shocked either way. That's where we're at here.
2: Well, wow. uh October 11th in LA against yeah. the Kings is their opener and then LA. they day off and then they're in Chicago, day off at home again or no, excuse me. In LA then at home against Chicago then away in Seattle. Is their first three.
1: So. We have we have awful preseason promotions here. So mm-hmm. the promotion they have is you can if you, you know, get a ticket upon admission, you get a gold statue and the first one is uh, it was such an awkward moment. Bruce Cassidy will be the first gold statue that the fans can get. And they were just like on the road and they put these statues everywhere and It just was like corny like and so and but Bruce Cassidy somebody asked him hey what do you think of these gold statues the first ones of you he's like yeah okay great yeah like (laughs) and the the (laughs) other ones are like Jack Eichel looks nothing like Eichel
2: no I I look more like Jack Eichel than that statue uh... does. Does does Kelly McCrimmon have one with
0: awesome no. eyebrows? Maybe is that?
1: No, they, they should just have a statue with no face and just eyebrows. But he's
0: <laughs> Put gonna the be... gold statues together and have a
1: mega. I, I would try to find a way to get one of those. Yeah, <laughs> I've. Got, I, well. I don't know how big they are because they were placing them all over the place, and it was just weird. It's just strange. That's the oddest promotion oh, ever. Man. They don't have any giveaways during the regular season. No? Of course, preseason to sell tickets. They're going to do something, you know, why not bobbleheads guys? You right.
2: know, those are always a fan favorite.
1: Yeah. Bobbleheads yeah. work, you know, all the time. Oh man.
2: All right, Tony. Uh, What's I, I, your next
1: basis, man? I'm calling in.
2: I, I'm going to, I'm looking forward to watching this team this year. I, I do every year. It's just, it's a, uh, I don't know, a guilty pleasure that I have uh, with <laughs> the Vegas Golden Knights. So.
1: You guys are great. No, I appreciate uh, you having me on. It's uh, always definitely. good to catch up. It's definitely. always great to catch up with you.
2: And and like I said, follow Tony on his uh, personal Twitter page and, and the team's Twitter page as well. But uh, his his specifically uh, covers a lot of things more than just Vegas hockey. I get a kick out of his Twitter page. So Does it ever. That's good stuff. So uh, good luck this year, my man. And uh, we'll, you guys. We'll, look, we'll, we'll meet up at some point during the season and uh, we'll kind of catch up and see where our teams are.
1: You're awesome. Right. Thank you. Thanks for All having right, me. All right,
2: guys. Thanks for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Uh, for Tony Cordasco from Locked On Vegas Golden Knights, Mr. Kyle Shaggy Von Doom, Sullivan, and myself, Chris Maselli. Uh, have a good weekend, everybody. The training camp is open. Get excited. Hockey is right around the corner. We'll be back on Monday. See you later.